transfer portal season is officially upon us in football. We talk about whether it's time to panic for Michigan State fans. Spoiler, it, not not yet. No, everything's going to be okay. We'll talk about that. And then we welcome friend of the program, Maddie May, on the show to commiserate with the fellow Spartan fan during these eh, kind of hard times, but uh, we, we try to make fun of it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You beautiful, beautiful Michigan State fans and you wonderful listeners and viewers of Lockdown Spartans, thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here and, hey, just getting into Transfer Portal Weekend with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Matt Sheehan. If you ever want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to hit us up or comment below if you're listening on YouTube. And, hey, if you're feeling uh, friendly today, please rate, review, and subscribe here to this show. Uh, let's just get right into the mix it is transfer portal season. Uh, this has been an exciting few off seasons in the Mel Tucker era. Whenever transfer portal season rolls around and the window has officially opened for business. And yes, Michigan State has said goodbye to a few more players in this cycle. Right now, Jalen Hunt, uh, junior defensive lineman, he transfers. Deshaun Mallory, senior defensive lineman, he's out of here. And then Chase Carter, who was a freshman in last year's class, he was a defensive end, he is out of here as well. Uh, to my count, that brings a total up to six, six scholarship players that have now left the program. Michael Fletcher announced over the weekend that he is gone. Another defensive lineman, kicker Jack Stone. He is out of here, and then Terry Lockett as well. That happened during the season. That happened a while ago, but there you have it right now. Six players in the portal, and surprise, surprise, I, I, I'd fetch a guess that there's going to be a few more. Do I know names? No. And even if I did know those names, I'm not going to say that right here and spoil their surprise, but this is just the way it is now. In college football, Max Olson of The Athletic, he's a senior college football writer, he projects that nearly a 1,000 guys will have their name in the portal by the end of the week, maybe even more so. It is no holds barred in college football these days. As you already know, Like this, this is becoming less and less new to us. But still, hey, it's never fun to see guys leave the program. Uh, and you know what? Let's just get right to a listener question right now. And this was from a fine gentleman on Twitter. I'm actually looking up his name right now. I forgot to write it down. But Jamie... Wrote in, I know the portal works both ways, but seems a little more than usual. Please tell me to calm down. Need your thoughts ASAP. And you're going to get my thoughts, and this isn't spin zone. This isn't, you know, me putting on my green tinted sunglasses and saying everything's okay just for the sake of saying it's okay. But really, I think everything, all things considered, is fine, even with this new batch of transfers leaving the program. And look, I, I'm not faulting you, Jamie, or I'm not faulting anyone for thinking like, oh my, oh God, this is terrible. What's going on? Because look, these are familiar names. In Transfer Portal past, it's, you know, young guys, freshmen, sophomores buried so far down the depth chart. If you don't follow recruiting closely, you probably have never heard of these guys before in your life. Uh, that's what it was the first few years under Mel Tucker as he was kind of getting guys out of the program that weren't talented enough to be here and into the transfer portal. But Jalen Hunt, okay, that's a junior. Like, oh yeah, we've seen him play, you know, a, a few games here and there throughout his career. Deshaun Mallory. My God, yeah, of course we know that name. He's a senior. He's been here for a while. Michael Fletcher was another guy whose name that we got to know. But look, at the end of the day, I think they were going to come back next year as guys on the two deep 
and not starters necessarily. And these guys are players that think they should be getting more snaps. And that is why they're in the portal to try to find a program that will get them more shine. They got a lot of good tape this year because, well, injuries were such an issue that they did get a little bit more spin than usual. And I think that's the second reason why maybe some people are a little um, just angsty about this whole thing because <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, the defense this year had a litany of injury issues. So any depth that you could have on your team, the more the merrier. And yes, of course, it'd be awesome if these kids stuck around, but as they go into next season, I don't think that's your starting lineup because your starting lineup is probably going to be Derek Harmon, Simeon Barrow, Maverick Hansen. Okay. Those are your defensive tackles right there. And let's just talk about production as well. Uh, this is who has left the defensive tackle position. Jacob Slade. Okay. He's going to the NFL draft. Uh, we talked about this very recently that probably makes sense for him to go to the NFL draft. I don't know how much better he gets with one more year at Michigan State, especially since this year was so plagued by injuries that, well, you'd hate for him to come back and only play five or six games next year. And then, okay, he's got this injury bug tag on him going into the NFL draft. So it was time for him to go, but he had 20 tackles this season in his injury plague season. Jalen Hunt this season, nine tackles this season. Deshaun Mallory this season, 16 tackles. Now, for the guys that project to start or at least get serious, serious reps next year, Derek Harmon, okay, 28 tackles, two of them were sacks. Simeon Barrow, a guy that could be a first, second, or third team All-Big Ten player next year, 40 tackles, four sacks. Maverick Hansen, 41 tackles from him. So that's your two deep right there. Derek Harmon, Simeon Barrow, Maverick Hansen, and then Alex Van Sumeren steps up, for example, or... Hey, just like we've been talking about, the, the portal giveth, the portal taketh. Maybe you can take in a guy from the transfer portal. There are certainly snaps here now that three defensive tackles have left the room. So this could maybe be a desirable spot for uh, transfer targets to come to. And it doesn't hurt to when, you know, Brandon Jordan is on the staff. Kevin Vickerson is on the staff, of course. So, look, it, it's not fun seeing guys leave, but... I, I I don't think that the sky is falling, necessary, necessarily. Yes, their names we know, but there's also better talent in that room than the guys that left. Good luck to them. I, I hope they do land on their feet somewhere nice. I hope they do find all the snaps that they're looking for because, hey, you know, got to root for our Spartans even if uh, they are leaving the program. Um. So with that said, there are, uh, <laughs> like I just said, nearly a 1,000 guys will be entering their name this week across FBS football, and I know that we're all looking for, oh, well, who's MSU targeting? Who are some guys that are on their watch? And it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. If I, if I went through every single name that Michigan State had at least an eye on, oh, boy, we'd be listening to this show until 2.30 in the morning probably. But there are three guys who I'm just going to throw out there, just something to him and haul over. They're, they're either a super big name or a big name, but actually maybe – has a shot of coming here next year. And the first one I go to is Spencer Holstege. That's right, Spencer Holstege. If you're a Big Ten football fan, and I'm talking a mega fan, uh, you might know his name. He is a starting offensive tackle on Purdue. He entered his name in the transfer portal. Also is from Grand Rapids, Michigan, though. And this kid isn't just a good frame of an offensive tackle, you know, standing at six foot five. He's also a two-time All-Big Ten player. So, hey, 
Michigan State looking pretty good at offensive tackle, especially left tackle, with Brandon Baldwin. We need to get this Spencer Holstein fella in here. Give Spencer Brown zone to compete against. Uh, so, yeah, you never say no to a good offensive tackle when you can get one. And, well, yeah, this guy is a two-time All-Big Ten player. So that's probably name number one to look out for. Braden Fisk is name number two to look out for. Western Michigan defensive tackle. And, oh, my, we're, we just talk about defensive tackle. How funny is that? Yes, we do have room for a defensive tackle. This kid is an all-Mac player, absolutely wrecked shop over in Kalamazoo for Western Michigan. But he's going to be hearing from a lot of suitors as well, and he even already visited Notre Dame. So, yeah, none of these guys are going to be chip shots by any means, and a lot of these guys already have big programs after them as well. So, Braden Fisk is another example of that. But, hey, he's from Michigan City, you know, not too far away. The rumor has it he does want to stay in the Midwest. But, yeah. I mean, he might stay home at Notre Dame or, hey, just drive up 94 and come to East Lansing. Why don't you? Uh, and then the third name, too, which this is a a pipe dream, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll see what he thinks of Michigan State is Tunmache Adeleye. That's right. Worked on that pronunciation before recording, but he is a defensive lineman from AM, former top 40 recruit, and not going to spend all too much time on him because he's going to have everyone. After him, 95% of programs in college football could probably use this gentleman right here. So, yes, that's just the, the pie in the sky dream right there. Tune Mache Adelaide. But he tweeted out, hey, Michigan State just offered me. Cool. You know, so we'll see if uh, the gears get turning on that at all. We're going to be talking uh, just fan to fan conversation here with me and friend of the program, Maddie May. We talk football, talk basketball. We just commiserate about what's been happening. You know, but it's a healthy group therapy session. But first, I just need to talk your ear off about Omaha Steaks. That is right. Treat yourself or others. Honestly, you could get this package for yourself and have yourself a Merry Christmas. Do it with Omaha Steaks. The holidays are here and achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. So go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, plus, use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, at checkout and get an additional $30 off your order. Don't fiddle with the, the shirt that the person's never going to wear. Don't get a tie that just absolutely looks disgusting. Give them something that is savory, delicious, like an Omaha steak. Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give a gift that's simply perfect. A gourmet gift from Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart and a gift they'll remember every with every unforgettable bite. Plus, with this special offer, get $30 off your order. That's right, promo code LOCKEDON, and that's going to get you $30 off. That's omahasteaks.com, baby. Let's go. And then also, hey, this is from an old friend. Need to chat your ear off about Built. Bar! Gang, hey, we're getting into the holiday season. Uh, maybe getting active isn't your thing. And, uh, hey, I'm one of these people as well. Haven't been working out too much. But what I do, hey, it, it may have been weeks, days since I've worked out. But I power down a built Bar. I'm ready to hop on that bicycle. I'm ready to go on that jog because they have got my taste buds. They got my body and they got my wallet. So let's break that down right here. You're going to love these new flavors. Cookie Dough Topper, Coconut Brownie Bar, Coconut Brownie Topper Bar, White Chocolate Peppermint Granola, 
Built Bar has got granola. Now, it is unbelievable what they are doing. Each Built Bar, around 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and very low in sugar and calories. And they also want to keep the cost low for you as well. When you go to Built.com, smash in promo code LOCKEDON15. That's right, LOCKEDON15, all one word, and get 15% off your order. Start your holiday shopping with a Built Bar. Start your workouts with a Built Bar. Start your travels to your in-laws with a Built Bar. But before you take a bite, use that promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com to save on your Built Bars. Now let's get to our friend, Maddie May. We now welcome on, no, not a beat reporter, not a columnist, not another podcast host, not a former player. No one that like shoots it down the middle comes in with a sane mindset. No, which is, you know, something we do here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. No, 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 no. We're getting another fellow fan here in the mix because misery loves company. And as if it's not miserable enough having just one Matt on this show, we got another one. It's Maddie May, friend of the program. Maddie, how on earth are we doing over there, man? We're good. We're chopping. I, I'm I'm more than happy to uh, join the podcast at uh, the high points, but as well as the low points. You know, we're here together, and we're we're gonna get yeah. through this. It always gets better, and um, yeah, happy to be on here. I'm sorry to disappoint folks looking for either Gretchen Whitmer or Robbie Hummel again, or yeah. the legendary Connor Cook uh, interview that will one day grace your podcast, but. I always, so. always happy to be here. Happy and happy to disappoint a couple fans who are listening. There we <laughs> but, go. Love it. Come with the goods. You're coming with the goods. Hey, mm-hmm. quick little teaser though. Tomorrow's show, Mark Titus of the Titus and Tate podcast. But hey, enough of him. We're, we're we got to we got to focus on ourselves right here. Man. We got, the, this is for bump with guests. Absolutely. You know what? There is a Maddie bump. There is something to that. Whenever Maddie joins the show, we just get bangers of guests uh, quickly after him. So I think a lot he, of it is, is they go, if they're letting this guy on the air, I think I have no problem joining. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely it. Yes. Yeah. hundred thousand percent actually. No, before we, we get to like, you know, fun guests like that, that are really fun in the media. No, we need to have a, a miserable power hour here. And mm. this is going to be cathartic for all fans listening. Hopefully. Um, because it's it, and rival are not fans. going. I think they're going to love it. Oh, this is going to be a banner episode for them. Yeah, please. Yeah. That's like half our listener base on YouTube now. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, uh, things are not going well for Michigan State. We just got off of a weekend where, hey, nine Big Ten teams made a bowl game, and we're not one of those fan bases that are just, hey, praying that we go to the Myrtle Beach Bowl or the Surf Pro, whatever. You, you guys know the story with the bowl games. Basketball's basketball. We just got beat by a thousand points in Notre Dame. Lost a home game in Northwestern. I come to everyone as a broken man right now. And I imagine, Maddie, you are as close to broken as you could possibly be. Is, is that a, a, an accurate assessment? You know, I won't comment on it, but I will just say okay. sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. And they require a lot of the same muscles. So that's it's it's that's it's <laughs> that, that's a good PR statement that your lawyer uh, put out on your behalf. Um, with that said, though. <laughs> Let's say that, you know, when you did start to cry and you did like feel like you started having to laugh, when was the, hypothetically, when was the breaking point for you? Oh, we're going to do some group therapy right now. We're going to help each other. We're going to help each other realize our demons and then help each other maybe try to get out of that. So when was your breaking point? This is a great question. And I would say is that I had uh, a couple moments of like, huh, that's something that needs to get fixed i think within the first two games even the western game where i was kind of like great that wasn't fun and um 
the one I saw you at actually. Yeah. That was, that was the one where I saw yes. you at the concourse. Um, um, the only good part of the season. Yep. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> that's right. Um, and then um, the uh, Ohio state game was, was just a bludgeoning, but I don't think that was really the point for me. It was okay. the Maryland game. And I say that okay. because I miss, I did miss the Minnesota game and the Washington game due to weddings. So that was a blessing where I kind of almost went dormant as a fan for a little bit and then woke up in a world where MSU was garbage at football, which, um, you know, that's just that's just kind of one of those things where you go, oh, this is my life right now. You didn't really have yeah. a transfer point. But for me, yeah. I finally started watching again the Maryland game, and I kind of had said to a lot of my friends, this was actually at another wedding, but it was a Friday one. So the Saturday we spent watching oh, the game. and. Sure. Tons of Spartans at this wedding. So we all watched it at a bar and everyone kind of was saying, I think we're going to lose. And it was a group like laughing at a game of going, here we go. (laughs) And that never changed too much throughout the entire season was a lot of that. Hell, even through the Wisconsin game, I was uh, laugh screaming a lot (laughs) watching it. I think that's how you would define it. Is um, I'd be like, oh my god, no, and you know that was uh, that turned out well. But at that point, your stomach hurts and your yeah. your chest hurts from like, you know, clenching for so long that that uh, you're just relieved it's over. You're like, I can now enjoy my day, kind of. But that was, you know, Wisconsin was not <laughs> that great of a team, so you kind of like, oh man <laughs> this is not great so i'd say maryland you, even the winds are ugly right even the yeah, winds are like, like this ah, is ugly okay. this isn't just bad this is oh <laughs> and i think that was um the first time i watched them this season and that's how I, that was like my my life for the rest of every saturday was sure. like oh god i have to watch MSU very reminiscent of 2019 where you had just like had to think about for the entire week of like, Oh crap on Saturday, I have to watch MSU and it's not going to be fun whether we win or lose because I'm going to be mad throughout the whole thing. Not just like. Correct. And then like you're also missing other great games going on that day too. And like a normal person, a very healthy person would be like, well, just watch. Alabama, Tennessee instead, like, are are you being held at gunpoint to watch this game? And actually, mentally, yes, I am. I'm holding myself at gunpoint to watch all these games. But yeah, like, you just chew up your Saturdays. And what really was the, 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 it's not even a dagger, because the dagger was already put in. It was like a nice cherry on top. A a five and seven season sucks. It's not fun to begin with. But when it happens in the fashion that it did, like any good abusive relationship, where like, it was not going well at all. But then you start to see some redeeming qualities, like, hey, the Wisconsin game was fun. Oh my God, the Illinois game. How fun is this? The Rutgers game. They We're have back on fight. track. Yeah. Yeah. We've turned our lives around. This is great. Yeah, it was a little rocky against the Wisconsin uh, or that Wisconsin game. Yes, a little rocky against Illinois, but you know what? You didn't get bit. And we talked up and down. Hey, one of these days it's going to bite you. These stupid mistakes at the end of games. And never in 100 years did I think it would hurt as bad as it did when it actually happened in the Indiana game, because uh, it's been what any, anywhere between three and 18 weeks since that game has happened. I have mm-hmm. no concept of time anymore. I haven't been the same since 
I quite simply have, I would love to put on this whole facade of like, oh, it's just a game played by kids. I'm a grown man, you know, with other responsibilities, a family, a child, a wife. Uh, no, that's not in the back of my head. No, it's eating away at me still, Natty. And I, I just, I think that's healthy to just admit that. Um, it's healthy so to the admit Indiana how point, unhealthy the I Indiana am. game was the break. That was your breaking point. I mean, by so, then I was broken. It was, it was a, you know what? It, the, the broken pieces were already there but they just stomped all over them to turn into smithereens because I think my breaking point was when Minnesota went up 17 to zero and it was like, Oh, Oh, this is a home game too. Oh, this is, Oh, this is not good whatsoever. Oh, we are, uh, Oh, we're kind of, or God, there was a special teams gap too in the Maryland game where uh, that was the other, there, other stick that broke in half, but uh, there were no, points no also even you could, you can look back further and further, especially in the parts where people were kind of still in denial and yeah. you can even look in the Akron game and go like, Huh. Know, <laughs> Wait know, a second. That turned out to be a way like the telltale. Um, you know, if in any, any TV show, if someone coughs, it means they're gonna die. It was kind <laughs> of like we had multiple coughs in a couple of the games, uh, leading up to yeah. like the really disastrous ones. It was like, oh, turns out that was a turns out Darius Snow being out was really bad. <laughs> yeah, Tur wow. turns out DJ Irons for Akron looking like Cam Newton before he left the game with an injury actually told a lot of the story of what's going to happen this yeah, season. It was uh -oh. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> no, uh, it wasn't just a banner day for Michael Penix. <laughs> it was a banner day for every quarterback. Um I could probably put up a good decent amount of yardage if I if I just planned a little bit. So It's not good. Uh, um that was I guess what you would call not fun. Um, and I think for the, the, the Indiana game, unfortunately I was driving um, to Florida during that time. So I was listening to it. Uh, what do you mean? Unfortunately, that's, that's the bet. You're not in front of a TV. You're going, I to was Florida. listening to yeah, it on the Odyssey great. app, which uh, hey. they're, not, they're not sponsors <laughs> of you. Are they? Sure they are. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well then I won't yeah. say anything further, but we'll just say it kept cutting in and out. And I was more frustrated mm. at that. Than I sure. was, uh, than I was the game because then eventually I just because I was trying to listen to the radio broadcast of it yeah. and yeah, um, I think by then we just kind of knew what was going to happen when it happened and it just just a, a comedy of errors that that occurred for the the Indiana game and at that point Penn State I I went in apathetic I was I was. Um, uh, yeah. uh, Natalie Portman in V for Vendetta when they shave her head and I'm like take me out by the chemical shed like I'm ready <laughs> and that was that was kind of how I felt um, at that point where I was like cool yeah alright we just blew it to Penn State when's it happening so yeah. I think um, although everyone is like you want the practice for the bowl game and all that and you want MSU in the bowl game. And to be honest, I'm probably, I, I still probably would like MSU to be in the bowl game, but there's still another part of me. That's like, you know what? I don't have to watch it anymore. And I, I, get it. I feel like as someone who's watched a couple of those winnable games slip through because of either coaching errors or players not executing quote unquote, which seems to be uh, a reason. A reason for the demise of the season, if you will, which uh, has just been fun. You know what? Which is a good primer for i how about this for a, a nice change of topic right here mid, mid football conversation let's just switch it to basketball right now because oh, uh, what okay so what are the vibes with you right now because i feel like the fan base is in 15 different camps right now mm. whether it's hey it's all fine 
once we get Malik Hall back, it's going to be okay. We beat Kentucky with close to Gonzaga. We're just one healthy starter away from being back to normal. And then the complete opposite end is like, is Izzo the guy? How can we possibly fire this man uh, as soon as we possibly get like, and then in between those two camps are 13 other camps that are making their own villages here. But like, wh- where are you personally? Cause I feel like I'm in the maybe more optimistic side, but still a little cautious. I don't know. Um, I, I would say I'm the optimistic side in that they looked really good at the start of the season. Um, yeah. I am not panicking yet. I panic more in, um, probably closer usually in in january is is if stuff starts going wrong then i'm mad and then in february i'm panicking um and i think we've seen at least for the last four or five years that Izzo generally has some of these skids and i think i i don't know if this is true or not but it's almost like it feels this way is that in early season games Izzo will lose a game to prove a point to the team um and I'm not saying that's what he did or does or anything, but um, I feel like especially in the Notre Dame game was definitely he didn't really do anything until they were losing by a ton. I think they were down 21 points before he called a timeout, and it's like, okay, he had to have known what he was doing in that because he's not just sitting there spacing out. So either that he was just that mad that he just let him lose that bad or or not. Regardless, um, I think we've all been talking about how it's it's – it's next year's um, team that we're all really focused on, which really sucks because mm-hmm. I think we're I all starting to get yeah. that it might not be next year's team, but I just think sometimes this team comes out a little, little juiceless uh, and therefore as Mel would say, useless. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I think this is, this is also a point where I'm at that I have seen this team play significantly worse um, the last two years. So I'm yes. not, mad i'm bummed it's not as good as i wanted it to be but it's a lot better than what it's been um i just think that yeah it might be another year which is which is just which is crummy especially after the football season you have you 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 can't really like have any fun for a year is is really really crappy but um who knows because i think they might they could easily turn it around because these sometimes happen hell the um 2019 team uh, 2020 team, they had big skids and that was a, oh, yeah. that was a big, um, until it wasn't. So who, who knows, uh, what's going on behind the scenes as, as, as much. Um, I just don't, I, I've made it more of a thing is that I, I don't try to get as emotionally involved in, uh, early season basketball because that would kill me. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to, get to the next football season it's always my thing fair. so i don't want to i don't want to um don't want to or or at least get to march if i'm if i'm riding the roller coaster all the way to march there's just going to be a shell of a man left and, and that's no fun so, uh, that that's what i try to tell myself though too is that like hey don't, don't care too much about these early season games and i did a horrible horrible job at that this year um uh, so tell me this. It, obviously, okay, losing close to Gonzaga um, is a bummer because, well, that's a loss in the loss column. But let's not worry about the program. Let's worry about us fans outside the program. Was losing to them by one possession detrimental to how we look at the season now? And what I mean by that, I'll, I'll of course, ramble on a little more. Right now, Michigan State is 5-4. and four. If you said before the season, after the first nine games, Michigan State will be 5-4, and four, I think the majority of us would have been like, 
okay, yeah, that probably checks out. Tough slate, you know, unproven team, right. a lot of question marks going into the season five. But after the one possession loss against a top five Gonzaga team, who has since, you know, changed their ranking, but regardless, a good Gonzaga team, then beating Kentucky, I feel like that scrambled everyone's expectations. Rightfully so. They did look like a legitimate team back then, but now, well, this last week has been the correction for what this team actually is. And it's the team that we all thought they would be going into the season. So that said, like, were they, were they better off for the health of the fan base losing to Gonzaga by 17 points on that aircraft carrier? So uh, we didn't have these dreams of being an elite eight team or a top 15 team, for example. Or am um, I just, is that the craziest I, thing that you've ever heard? I think <laughs> it, it would have been crazier had we won um, and yeah. then started this skid where we ended up with the record everyone thought we would, but flipped the wins and losses was like we we won all the games we all thought we weren't going to win and then lost all the ones that we were like okay but these will be fine and i think that would drive a fan base uh easy kind of how it already is but imagine if we beat gonzaga and then lost to portland like you exchange those those wins and losses then all they tried tried. yeah they they really (laughs) tried and i um I do think that a lot of our wins might be just bounces falling our way, but that's part of the game. Um, I think that, that the fan base is already just kind of in a weird spot because of football and we are having a we're vulnerable. Yeah. We're very vulnerable. And there's a, there's a lot of folks who are already freaking out about Mel Tucker and being, uh, you know, the goodwill that was erased of, of 2021 being erased in 2022 and that now flowing directly into a really kind of typical ups and downs, I think, for a Tom Izzo season. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've seen this a million times before, except, you know, I, I will say is that when they're playing good, they're probably playing the best I've seen them play in, in a few years. Um, right, yeah, yeah. When they're totally. playing bad, it looks like how it's also been really bad. So it's like they have a higher ceiling, but the same floor is like, oh, look, we just went on a – um, you know, five minute scoreless streak for no reason. And <laughs> just for fun. Um, then it just like yeah. happens again. And we're like, Oh, but then they come back and look great. And then they, they lose uh, kind of like how Northwestern felt a lot of the time was like, Oh, they just didn't score for four minutes. Is that bad? And, yes. <laughs> and um, it, it's, it's one of those where, you, you know, you always take these times during the, the season of um, or, or these poor seasons to really uh, get your priorities in straight or get your priorities straight and um, yeah. and yeah. and and kind of take a deep breath. Realize that you know it is it is uh, just sports, but at the same time, is it though? You know, yeah, it's at the same time it's it's really annoying. <laughs> so it is. You go back and forth. Um, I I just feel like like it's a little too early to to, to diagnose the season. Um, yes, there are some bad losses on here, and there's some wins that are starting to look a little not great. I think Big Ten season is going to tell you exactly how the season's going to go. The PSU game is not looking great, and um, you know, I to quote DK is that there is some some issues with not bringing in all the scholarship players you're allotted because everyone else has um, all those spots filled. Why didn't we? It's not like we're carrying cap space or anything like that. So um, that's a little concerning. But I can't have concerns until I, I or not can't, but I, I guess I don't want to start pulling plugs or, or getting really, really a- aggravated unless I, 
unless it's next year that we start seeing the same stuff. You oh, sure, class, sure, sure. And you yeah. start seeing skids like this and it's like, okay, no, no, no. This was supposed to be very different. So yeah. I think right now we still have some that are coming from some off recruiting years and um, some folks that I won't name names because I think that's unfair, but there are just some folks on the team that maybe I, I, I think have um, not attitude issues, but sometimes there's some motivation issues here and there or, sure. or that they, they get in their own heads a little bit. And I think some of them will either get that fixed or get off the team. And then um, we'll replace them with some, some dogs coming in. If you see that recruiting class. So got that right. No doubt. And you know what, like we'll, we'll end it on this. And I just want to give everyone the heads up on this date because this could be a big mental health date for Michigan state fans everywhere. That is December 21st. That will be a Wednesday coming up because uh, two events happen that day. It's early national signing day for football. So the football class is coming in. A lot of our thoughts on how this year has gone uh, are kind of predicated on that because a lot of us have convinced ourselves that like, okay, this year on the field sucked, but as long as we can get a strong recruiting class, it's not the worst calendar year in the entire world. And also Michigan state basketball plays rocket Watts and the Oakland Grizzlies. So if you can mm. get a win on the basketball court, if you could get a top 25 rated class, that's fine. But Oh boy, if we get some last minute flips signing day flips, then rocket Watts drops 27 on our head and we lose to the Grizzlies. Um, this could be a DEFCON one sort of day. Here. Just go uh, offline. Just go <laughs> offline. It, go outside. It might be good. Uh, uh, it's we, also yeah. funny. Funny enough, it's also the darkest day of the year. So, if you believe is in that moments, true? Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Oh god! Oh, <laughs> the god. least amount of daylight. So, um, <laughs> I you really want to set okay. yourself up. That might truly okay. be the darkest day of the year. So, um, mother, watch of out. Okay, yeah. I, I will. What a what a what an enlightening way to end this uh, chat on right there. This, Matt, do you have anything to plug? Usually, people I have on have something to plug or anything. Do you have literally anything? I, I to... really, I really don't. My my Twitter account, which is just Maddie May of three H's. Um, I don't tweet much useful information. If in fact, it's more fake information than anything. But if okay. you want, you can check Perfect. it out. Uh, it's not funny. <laughs> uh, none of it is. So, um, other than that, <laughs> I'm around. I'm at, I'm at three games a year for uh football and yeah. maybe less we'll see depending on how the season goes so uh well and i love the subtle like hey look how popular i am uh, mentioned three weddings this fall like are, are you broke now that that is hey very Matt, fortunate was, to be friends with that many people five weddings wow. this fall i just three were on Jeez. games <laughs> three were just during the football season so <laughs> that's, yeah Good life God. is pain yeah it's it, it was um Wow. I, I am slightly uh I'm I'm had a lot of ramen the last uh last yeah. few weeks that Just... make up for for all of it but um no big inhales of air for, for lunch uh, I'm, I'm just eating ice cubes and ketchup for dinner like oh my god that is yeah having sleep for dinner is a lot of a very <laughs> very common meal it's my specialty holy smokes well god all right you should have plugged your venmo at least at the very end there. That was yeah, I will, but... I, uh, we'll, we'll see if i have another if i have another five weddings next year i will be only sure. plugging my venmo and spinning yeah. everything back to being like and you know what you just need to give mm -hmm. to people in need yes and absolutely yeah we'll, absolutely we'll pushing that for charity yeah you got to start burning some bridges with these people man that's a lot of weddings that is way can't spell friends without end amen here here amen um 
unfortunately, I, I don't want to end this friendship, though. I'd love to have you back on later this season. So on that note, hey, thanks a lot. We have someone not as cool as Matty Man tomorrow's show, but someone that uh, maybe a few more people would know, Mark Titus. We'll be talking Michigan State hoops, Big Ten hoops, all things basketball. But until then, hey, keep it real. Love you all. Go Green. Let's go. Let's go.